Welcome back in. This is Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis with you uh, for this uh, radio program, audio podcast, and video podcast. You can find this in all formats. We are doing a very special sit-down with Les Bernal, who is the uh, National Director for Stop Predatory Gambling, revealing the truth behind gambling operations. And uh, we have uh, spent, um, well, we've been talking now for about an hour or so about this issue and uh, in, in, in a broad way, but also trying to uh, alert and educate us how the, these issues can and will uh, affect Alabama. And so uh, Les is, uh, is an expert on these issues as much as anyone can, uh, can, can ever be, I think, on, on our side of these issues, uh, exposing the predatory nature of gambling. And uh, so if uh, we're trying to take these kind of subject by subject, topic by topic, so uh, go back and find uh, the past conversations, these past segments, to uh, get full up to speed. But um, as we begin uh, this conversation, let's, let's talk about casinos. Uh, we just got through talking about the uh, video bingo machines and slot machines. And uh, oftentimes, of course, uh, we will see those uh, in a state that's legalized gambling and legalized casinos. We'll see those machines in casinos. So talk to us about casinos. Uh, you know, everybody acts like these are just wonderful tourist destinations and brings in all this out-of-state money, and uh, it's all it's all just wonderful and great. Uh, in Alabama, we uh, we have three legal casinos. They are on, on uh, Porch Creek Indians uh, run those. They're, those are federal issues. Not much we can do about them. They can't use slot machines or do table games. You know, it's, it's kind of a neutered casino, but it certainly has the casino atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not hardcore casinos, I would say. But if we uh, were to legalize casinos in the state and say, were we to add five, six, seven, eight more casinos across the state of Alabama, uh, what would that look like? What would happen? What what happens in other states? Sure. So it's important to understand, like, what we we don't you know we don't need to speculate what casinos will look like in Alabama because you have dozens of states now in this country that have embraced this failed public policy. Like the experiment with casinos has failed, okay? <clears throat> and that's why the, there's no grassroots movement for casinos here in Georgia. It's be, I, mean, I mean, in Alabama, it's being driven by these powerful financial interests. And I'll, I'll mention Georgia because at the same time, Georgia's also being lobbied they for are. casinos. So, yeah. you know, this is, it's all being driven by the industry. So, but, so but, there's no community, there's no, there's no county that's really just out there saying, please build us a casino here in our county. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah, what you so, mean yeah, by yeah, grassroots. Yeah, I mean, not, not, you might have county officials. I'm talking about citizens. Right. Yeah, your right. county officials, they want the money. So any public officials, it's driven by greed. So, yeah, you know, but the people that live in a county, yeah, a, yeah, a casino not, is, yeah. is seen as a, like a dump or a landfill. That's right. That's uh, right. If you're going to have the, one, don't build that, it near frankly. me. Yeah, or like nuclear waste. But it's thought of in the same way of, hey, if you're going to have one, I don't want it near my house. But but one kind of story I love to tell is in a state like New Jersey, which has bet as big on casinos as any state in this country, and they also a big, it's a huge predatory gambling state. So in a state like New Jersey, you know, this is just a, a recent poll by Quinnipiac University, okay, uh, has said 62% of citizens said casino gambling has not been good for the state. Okay. That's almost a super majority. 62%. 62%. Okay. Um, and and that they legalized casinos in New Jersey in 1976. So this isn't like, you know, some flabby. This is like after a long history now. A of, generation. A, a generation yeah. of people that, that they have concluded that they have not been good for the state. Okay. And the same poll also highlighted that 60% also believe 
gambling hasn't been beneficial for Atlantic City. So the whole logic behind bringing casinos in, well, we want the money, oh, it's gonna re- and it's going to rebuild Atlantic City, right? So over the last 40 years, billions and billions of dollars have been lost in Atlantic City, all right? Yet more than, but then two, more than two to one in, in New Jersey, people say it's not been the magic bullet was promised, okay? It, 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 today, the, today the, the poverty rate in Atlantic City is higher, 40 years later, after bringing in casinos. How is that possible, Greg? How is it possible with billions of dollars being lost in that community that somehow the, 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 the poverty rate in Atlantic City is higher? And the reason why that's the case, is, which underscores this whole narrative we've been talking about for the last hour, is that this whole public policy has failed. It's a big con. The, the economic impact of a casino is the equivalent of taking out a $100 bill out of your, your wallet, throwing it into the street, and paying somebody a minimum wage to pick it up. It's a sterile transfer of wealth from from millions of people's pockets into the hands of a very wealthy few. And that's why these billionaires lobby relentlessly for it here in, in, in Alabama and elsewhere for these extreme forms of gambling, okay? This is not something that benefits the public, all right? It, it, that, so that people don't understand that. So that's, that's the heart of this. Besides and, people losing their money, what other uh, negative factors come along with casinos i mean obviously people go there they lose their money even if they win they've already lost more than they ever win you know they, they you lose in the long yeah. run certainly yeah, yeah. so 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 casinos just like 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 we talk about atlantic city so if one major thing is it, is it again makes more creates more poverty casinos create poverty mm-hmm. they they increase taxes for the rest of the people who don't gamble because who do you think pays for all the social services for, mm-hmm. for all the money that people lose uh it, it increases divorce rates because you know one of the spout the, sp- the spouse will go out and lose the the family paycheck or the family savings or the kids college retirement fund so so d- d- creates divorce which ultimately leads to you know f- far more family dysfunction in society uh, leads to an incredible amount of addiction like the there's, there's no question that the closer you live to a casino the, the addiction rates go up right because before like maybe you travel to a casino if you, if you say you're a gambler but you go to a casino once or twice a year now, instead of going once or twice a year, the business model for regional casinos is people coming to casino five to six times a week. That's, that's so funny that you say that because I just had a legislator tell me that same thing. I won't name them because I try to keep those conversations private. He said he has a friend. Uh, they're, they're in South Alabama. He has a friend. He gambles, and he says gambles big when he goes on vacation, but only when he goes on vacation. He goes to casinos. He said, but his friend had told him, if there was a casino nearby, I would be there all the time. Right. He, know, he knows that he yeah. would be. Yeah, you go after work instead of going in the gym. Like people may, maybe grab a cup of coffee in the cup, cup of coffee in the morning. Like those are habits that usually are healthy for people. Here's an example: where like you put in a local casino, you have a tough day at work, you have a, you have a fight with your wife, you know, you just lost your spouse, you know, whatever it may be. You go to the casino, they treat you like a king or queen, mm-hmm. as long as you're losing money. Like you start going there every day after work. Or, or you skip work and just yeah. keep going to the casino, stay up all night, well, and you. And stay we up. have common friends who have lived that life. Yeah, you, but, you tell that from knowing people that that's happened to them. Yeah, yeah but, but this is a, the casino executives openly acknowledge yeah. that their business model for these regional casinos, mm-hmm. it's people coming five to six times a week. Yeah, and they like, pray you those in. Are the T- tell me how that because they they have concierge services. Uh, they'll call you at work. Yeah. Well, the, the hey, term, are you yeah. coming tonight? Just hey, like, I'll have yeah, dinner for you. Yeah, the, I'll have a girl here it, for it's you. It's very similar to the word. Most of your listeners know what the word parasite means. It's, yeah. like, it's a parasite. So the, the formal term that the casino uses is a host. They assign a host, a host to yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. And, and what they do is they call you, hey, Greg, 
we haven't seen you this week. Come on down. I'll give you fifty dollars worth of free slots play. Yep. You know, or I'll give you down fifty dollars worth of free dinner because the, they know they, they track your play because you play with a consumer card in the machine. So they know how how fast you play the machines or how much you wager at twenty one on a regular basis, how long you'll play for an evening or during the day. They know what your price point is, how much you wager on each spin or each hand, and so they will encourage you to keep because they know for every every half an hour every hour you sit in front of a slot machine or at a blackjack table or a craps table they know how much you'll lose and so the goal is to keep you coming back again the theme of play to extinction the whole marketing thing is how do i get this person to play until all their money is gone what about prostitution uh, human trafficking all that because casinos and, and money laundering go hand in hand so if you're if you're in a business that's it has some kind of illegal aspect to it drug running uh, uh, you know, immigrant trafficking, human sex trafficking, they love the introduction of casinos because you have all this cash that you need to launder. So money laundering in casinos, they're, they're married at the hip. You go into a casino, you don't have to, a casino doesn't have to report more than 10 grand of winnings. I don't have to identify you mm-hmm. unless you have more than 10 grand. So I go in with nine grand of cash, I push it through the slot machines, and then and then I get a ticket that says I have you know, $8,900 of winnings. I go to the, the cash out window, and, I, I, and now I get to pay taxes on that. Like, so yes, I'm paying taxes on it, but now I've washed all that money. I can report mm-hmm. it as gambling winnings. Yep. And so I can put that into real estate, any, in any other stock market, any other business that I want to do. Yep. You know? And so that, that's what people need to understand. And, 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 and speaking of the stock market, I think it's a critical point for many of your people to understand, including legislators, because there's a lot of pretenders of knowledge who say, well, the stock market's gambling, Greg. No, no. You know, the, the, stock, the stock market and gambling you know, commercialized gambling are 180 degrees different. If you if you take ten, you know, a thousand dollars and you put it into a Standard and Poor's 500 index fund and you leave it there over 20 years, that money is going to grow exponentially over the course of that 20 years. You're going to have a lot more money left over. You're building wealth slowly. You know, that that's called investing. Go take that thousand dollars and buy go buy a thousand dollars worth of fifty dollars scratch off tickets mm-hmm. or, or put a thousand dollars into slot machines. Like instead of making you money over the long term. It's a mathematical certainty that over the long term you're going to lose every last dollar of that. So it couldn't be, you know. So that's that's speculation. So people who who do day trading or you know gamble on you know do derivatives trading like a form of invest like yeah that's that's speculation. That's that's a form of gambling. But investing in a stock, I own a piece of a company. Yeah. It couldn't nothing could be further from the truth. Well, other people can win along with you in the stock market. That's uh, right. P- other people have to lose for you to win. That's right. In, in well gambling. Said. Well All right. Said. Before we get away from this, let's talk about you know a lot of people uh, will will leave Alabama and go to other states like Mississippi to go to their casinos. Uh, how much money is really lost from one state to the other? I mean, can Alabama expect this big gain of money because now we'll have our own casinos? Yeah. So as I said at the beginning of this conversation, the state of Alabama today, the citizens here are, are far better off financially. Their families are better from a public health standpoint standpoint, and from a, a family dynamic standpoint. And the state's coffers themselves are all in a better place because you haven't had a lottery in casinos these last 25 years. And so the argument that somehow people are going out of state and you're losing money, this is the reality. That We call that the, that's, we call that the, the they're going out of state narrative. Like it's, it's a phony, recycled public relations strategy that national gambling interests have used in every single state in America to breathe artificial life into efforts to legalize casinos. So what's really happening is it's like it's like you're losing a dollar to save a penny. 
right? So the idea that you're going to legalize casinos in, in Alabama or legalize a lottery in Alabama because you, you, you're losing some money, you know, in theory, losing some money to Georgia and these other states, it's the equivalent of losing a dollar to save a penny. You know, the idea that somehow no one's going to Georgia five to six times a week to buy lottery tickets. No one's going to Mississippi five to six times a week to play casinos. Okay, you do that. You bring those things into those forms of predatory gambling into Alabama. Now people are doing that stuff every day. You've created a whole a whole statewide network now of citizens who are habitual gamblers, citizens who were once you know small earners who and who are small savers. Now they're habitual gamblers. All as a government program, if you do it, and it's a government program where the evidence is overwhelming that it's been an epic policy failure in every other state. We are visiting with Les Bernal on this very special edition of Priority Talk, uh, a series of segments uh, talking about gambling in America and uh, how it relates to Alabama. He is the uh, director, the national director of Stop Predatory Gambling, revealing the truth behind gambling operations. And uh, we will continue this conversation in our next segment. We do hope you'll join us.